What's up, everybody? This is your host, Miss Forelli from Talks with Forelli. I want to passionately welcome and thank you for joining us today, where we talk about everything all while making podcasts a reality. Today, we have a very special guest calling in later on, Xavier Antonio, relationship expert slash author and writer. He wrote the book, Two Faces of Fire. He will be calling in a little bit later, but today we are going to be doing our Sunday shout out. Um, here on Talks with Aureli, I do a Sunday shout out every time I do a Sunday episode or whatever the case may be. But today we are going to be focusing on Morgan and Liz. Shout out to Morgan and Liz. She's a great family friend of uh, me and my mother's. And she's just a bunch of everything. I feel like she's a ball of everything. Um, shout out to Morgan and Liz. I'm going to tell you a little bit about her and then we're going to get some more callers on the phone. So entrepreneurship and the arts has been a large part of Morgan's life. At the age of 17, Morgan stated well, started her first plus-size clothing line where she would sew custom pieces for women's sizes 14 and up. From there, this created a full-fledged catalyst into creativity and business development. Currently, Morgan provides custom plus ready-to-wear clothing in sizes small through 6X, and over the past seven-plus years has also helped a variety of smaller and larger size businesses with their visual branding, marketing, and business development goals like Google, the University of Maryland, George Mason University, and the National Trust of Historic Preservation. Morgan has had her work shown at a variety of events plus venues throughout the DMV like the Woodlawn and Pope Peggy um, House, Lee's Flower Shop and U Street and DC Fashion Week. She has also spoken at various events and organizations like George Washington University, Impact Hub and FHI 360 about her passion for black creativity, entrepreneurship and economic empowerment. Um, empowerment. Inside of this, Morgan is also the founder plus CEO of Merlin-based company called Distinctly Creative, while focusing on helping Black creative entrepreneurs succeed personally and professionally through the use of business coaching plus online business development services, events, and Black creative marketplace in Mount Rainier, Merlin. Morgan is also a proud graduate of Howard University, where she received her BFA in design with a concentration in fashion. Wow. Shout outs to Morgan and Liz. I'm telling you, this young woman is really doing a damn thing. And this is someone that I would love to always shout out. Um, like I said, she's a friend of the family and I'm on her website right now. You can actually go on her website, www.morganandliz.com. That's www.m-o-r-g-a-n-e-l-i-z.com. She has $5.99 USP shipping, um, $10 shipping, free local pickup, international shipping. She has a lot of um, halter tops and wraparounds. She has um, loose incense. She has zippered totes. She has a lot of paintings. I mean, the whole nine. You can also sign up to receive all of the latest updates when it comes um, down to new collections, style tips and events and exclusive discounts. Just type in your email. I'm about to type in my email right now. Let me do my thing right quick so we can get some things, some uh, callers back on the line as well. Let me do autofill, theminiforelli at gmail.com. That's my personal, actually. Shout out to Morgan and Liz. So um, today we're going to be talking about female rap in 2021. And also we're going to be talking about scheming and scamming. Today's the day. I can't wait any longer. I'm so sorry. Oh my God. It's a hot day in California today. I'm telling you. It was it was cool earlier, but it got hot because I just cursed 
meet somebody out and I had to. It is what it is. Cause how did you email me talking shit after you scammed and scammed? We're gonna get in that we're gonna get into it later. I got my Moet by my side and I got my chicken wings with my ranch with my Nando sauce on the side because you know what? It's done. I can't do this shit no more. I'm done. We're gonna get some callers on the line. I wanna say rest in peace to DMX. Seriously. Rest in peace to DMX. His legacy will definitely live on. I mean, all I can honestly say is he impacted our childhood. Well, me, I'm a 90s baby, so I grew up in a new millennium. And his music was late 90s through the early 2000s. We want to get some callers in the line right now. Yeah. Yo. Yo, what it is, man? What's up, man? It's Xavier Antonio, you guys. Welcome him. Welcome him. What'd he do? Oh, what's poppin', man? What's poppin'? Man, it's hot as shit. What's up? Talk to me. I mean, not nothing really. I'm actually stuck in the car right now because it's pouring like a mother right now. It is. I ain't trying to move. Yeah, Damn, it's raining that hard up there. Yeah, no, nah, it's, it's raining hard right now. Damn, like, what time, time is it up there? It's like what? It's... You said what? Yeah, what? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, what time is it up there? Uh, it's, uh, it's 8.54 right now. It's about oh, to be okay. Shit, you could have called in when you got settled. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you good? Nah, I mean, I did wait uh, a long time. Then I, did, I told you I had to curse this motherfucker out. This shit was crazy how I just had to curse him out like that. But we're going to focus on topic, and then we're going to get to that. We're going to be talking about female hip-hop in 2021 plus scheming and scamming. That's what we're going to be talking about. But I definitely wanted to get Xavier and Tony on the line. Tell me uh, about Two Faces of Fire. Uh, I mean, with that, with Two Faces of Fire, pretty much what it is. Um, it's a romance, suspense novel. Um, it's pretty much about um, a young uh, black king. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? That's from New York. Um, it's pretty much, you know, very business savvy. He knows how to handle his. And he comes across this lady. Um, I won't I won't say a name just yet because I want everybody to get into the book or whatever. I remember I read I read half of it, though. Uh, it's, it's, it's really a crazy story, but pretty much to make it uh, make a long story short, pretty much uh, the main character Lorenzo keeps coming in um, contact with this woman, and he, you know, he keeps on seeing her and seeing her, and eventually, you know, he pretty much spits his game, and um, pretty much throughout the rest of the story, it's like they they keep on coming in contact with each other, but then it's always something that keeps on popping up that's trying to separate from both from whether it's, you know, crazy exes mm-hmm. or, um, you know, someone who pretty much damn near has mental issues. It's, it's, just, it's just so much, but I felt it's just really like so much to take in. Mm-hmm. But when I was writing it, I was more so trying to make, uh, I was trying to make it more relatable. I didn't want to make it, you know, seem like it was unrealistic. Like some of the stuff 
actually most of the stuff that I wrote in there when people told me that they read it, they was like, yo, like, like this stuff is like, like I've been through some of this before, like it's crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, when I told them that's like my first time writing, and they was like, wait, nah, you've been doing this for a minute. I'm like, nah, I mean, I mean, I wrote poetry in, and you know what I'm saying, but mm-hmm. I ain't never really took a crack at uh, writing a short novel. So, I mean, it's still, it's still, it's still more going on with it, um, but. So where do you get your writing process from? Like from experiences, from dreams? Because, you know, me being a writer myself, sometimes I dream about the shit and then I just wake up and write it down. Or I have to go through it as an experience it, experience it, then write it down. So how do you find that your, you know, just how do you find that? I mean, well, as far as, as far as like pretty much what I think you're trying to ask is how, where I got my ideas from. Exactly. Some of the stuff I went through personally, some of the stuff I went through personally, like the main story was pretty much, um, like, well, I'm not even sure, I'm not even going to get that away, but um, a lot of stuff that I wrote in there, stuff that I went through, some of the stuff I may have seen, like, here and there. Mm-hmm. So pretty much what I did was I took some of my personal experiences, things that I've either heard from other people or seen, um, whether it's like fictional movies or movies based on like the truth or whatever. And I mixed it into my own thing and then I gave it my own twist. Mm-hmm. I, made, I wanted to make it appealing not only to me but also to someone else who was reading the book. So that when they're when they're reading it, you know what I'm saying? Like they, they feel like, you know, they're they're pretty much taken on they can relate person. Like they're actually and the, you know, that exactly that they can relate mm-hmm. to and then also they feel like they're actually there. They're seeing all this stuff unhappen and unfold. You know what I'm saying? I didn't want to. I didn't want to write something where it's like, you know, like Romeo and Juliet. Right. That wasn't. Like, that wasn't real. Yeah. Like people. People write about that stuff like a million and one times. Mm-hmm. Or you know, like you know, like it's a fantasy that that's what people want. I didn't want that. I wanted to, you know, make it seem like you know, old, you know, like business savvy guy pretty much meets that, um, you know, business savvy girl, but then, you know, something keeps happening that, you know, causes situations in a relationship, so, you know, it's, uh, it's, it, it, was, it was actually very fun writing, too, like, when, mm-hmm. I, when I first started writing it, it was just like, like, I really enjoyed it, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, but the, but I would have to say, like, the hard part about it, honestly, was just have to be just moving on to the next part in the book. Yeah, but what you just said as well, though, like writing is a process and people don't really understand that, especially people who who aren't writers and who, you know, really don't have a lot in their brain to really process. Like, it's, it's a lot. Where can we find that, though? Where can we find that book at? I mean, honestly, the best way I can put it, you really got to think about it. You got to think about writing a book like... Like, the best way I can compare it to is, like, it's, it's when you're writing the book, it's like art. You got to take your time with it. Exactly. It's like cooking in the same sense, too. Like, you got to make sure you get it right or else it's not going to come out the way you like it. Or you could try so many different things to see if you like this or if you like that. Mm-hmm. And you pretty much just have to keep on um, repeating it and keep on going, going with it and going at it 
so that, you know, it comes out the way that you want it to, so that people can see, you know, the vision that you put out there, that you put on the paper. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? You can't just... I dig it. You, it's, just, it's just more so something that you really got to look into yourself about, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, honestly, anybody, anybody can really write, you know what I'm saying? You just have to uh, have the patience. Yeah. You know, you have to actually sit back and think about how you want to progress. You can't just, you know, just... I mean, like, you can, you can write a, a simple, basic novel, but, I mean, like, if you really want somebody to feel what you're writing, if you want people to come back, if you want people to mm-hmm. tell somebody about this book that you wrote, then you really need to, like, be within yourself and actually think and, you know, process how you want it to progress, how you want the characters to be. Exactly. Like, like the, the side characters, just the environment as a whole. You have to take on everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just like the real world. Just, my I agree. I totally agree. Just like the real world, how we experience everyday people, people we know for years, people we know. You know, I was asking, yeah. how can you, um, how can they find Two Faces of Fire? How can they read it? Uh, well, you can see it. Um, you can see it on Wattpad. Yeah. Um, if anything, um, if you have an issue finding it on there then you can find it in my Instagram bio. Um, my Instagram name is X Bigger Belly. Like Max Bigger Belly. Right. But just the X and then Bigger Belly um, on Instagram. And there's a way to my bio to literally take you to either the um, webpage or to tell you to download the app and So that's the only site that it's on right now. Um, I'm going to try and see if I can get it on somewhere else, but that's just a well y'all heard it people um how do you feel about female rap in 2021 you know being a music head like myself how do you feel about the female rap in 2021 um when it comes to the female rap game um i really don't want to i really don't want to criticize Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying because a lot of there's a lot of dope female rap. It is. Uh, the ones they that are. are the ones that are in the limelight, the ones that aren't getting enough shine. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and I would be, you know, I would be like, I feel like it would be bad on my part if I were to knock some of these female rappers that are, are uh, pretty much glorified and sexy, um, you know, in their lyrics. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But. Today's day and age, you know, sex sells. Yeah. Um, but sex been selling now. When it comes to, yeah, yeah, it definitely is. But when it comes to bars, um, that's what I want to. That's know, what I want to touch on. Okay, definitely, definitely. Well, when it comes to bars specifically, and you want to, you really want to talk about overall flow. Um, and honestly, I would really for me, I would have to go mainstream with this because, like, at first. I would have never expected it, but then after I heard a couple of freaks, I was just like, hold on, whoa. Mm-hmm. Now, honestly, if you really think about it, thinking this style, you really got, really got things on lock when it comes to, when it comes to mainstream. I mean, of Agreed. course, you know, the sex style things and all that, but if you, if you, you think about the whole, that whole Southern flow, like you talk about coming from Houston, mm-hmm. rappers like UGK, you know, Pimpsy and all that, rappers who rap like that, pretty much had that in her own, in her, she has her own flow <laughs> like that 
and then she turns it into her own and then puts her twist on it, man. But you that, can that, definitely that's you okay. That's uh, I, that's agreeable. But you can definitely hear some inspiration from other female uh, Southern rappers that was before her in her in her in her flow as well. I mean, me personally, I'm I'm saying like bar wise. Yes, she has bars, but at the end of the day. All, everyone is talking about the same thing. That's that's where I come in. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, everyone is talking about the same thing. Like, fucking and scamming, sucking and fucking. I mean, I don't think people are really digging deep into the shit they've really, really been through. I think they just giving the people what they want to hear. They giving the people some 12th music. That's all I'm saying. I mean, I, I, mean, I get that. And, I mean, at the same time... You know, with that, people got when it when it comes to, when it comes to what people are doing in the industry. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Females specifically, they gotta do what's going to sell records. You know what I'm saying? Because they can put out a record that's going to um, say 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 a female artist is a new artist, right? She just coming into the game. She just signed a deal, and her first big hit is not along the is something along the lines that's not even selling, and everybody. Every other female rapper who's doing music is talking about pretty much like you said, sex and fucking and smoking and scamming and, and playing niggas. Like shit, shit that um, that the majority or, or a vast majority of women want to hear that actually listen to that stuff. And this female rapper pretty much is talking about you know like her life and what she's going through, and it sounds good mm-hmm. and, and the track is great. Mm-hmm. So it, it goes gold. You said, basically, I dig it, but th- basically, they th- they just giving the people what they want. That's how I feel. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's unfortunate because the game, the game is just, the game is just a dangerous place for us. Like, and the game has changed, though. It, 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 like it, me, it has, you know, you get in and you work it, or yeah, I mean, you get in and it shoes you up, it you back out. It's the Exactly. It's like this. Me being a female artist myself, I've been writing since I was eight years old, recording since I was 14, performing since I was 20. So me, I could easily write some shit like what you hear today and it's going to pop. It's, but I'm, I, it's like some shit that I don't want to do though. So that is why I took a break and just like, you know what, I'm going to fall back. When I dropped Love Poem, people, excuse me, people was feeling it, but it's like, 
it's always something. Oh, it could have been a little bit more sexier. Or, oh, it could have been a little bit more gutter. It's always something. So that's why I'm like, man, let me just fall back and let me just really reflect and just really, really just do me. I, you know, a friend of mine, uh, shout out to Morgan, Morgan Elizabeth, you know, she asked me, she was like, you know, why are you taking a break on uh, music? You know, I'm like, because it's, I feel like it's just getting watered down to me. I feel like I'm not going to say I don't I don't have a place in female rap in 2021 because a lot of people like my shit. But it's just like the shit that I'm hearing and I'm seeing is just like, dang, I don't, I don't want to say that I'm not I'm not fitting in. But it's just like I just want to do something different. That's all I can say. I just want to do something different and I'm going to just leave it to the ones who comfortable with it and who shit, who's doing their thing with it. Fuck it. You can't hate on it. You can only salute it. You get what I'm saying? I definitely feel that it's really like just to even touch on that and the type of uh, artists that you are it's really unfortunate for artists who you know actually want to female artists like that that actually want to talk about something you know, yeah wanna, and I know a couple who they, talk they about shit like the J. Cole's and the, and the, and the Kendrick Lamar mm-hmm. you know like J. Cole can go fight them with no features like I want to be able to hear a female artist that can do that yeah saying, but that's not, that's not going to be a push, unfortunately. It's, unfortunately, it's not. It's not possible. <clears throat> but I'm let's be real. Possible. Let's be real, Xavier. It's not going to get pushed, and you know it. Because Jay's, J. Cole not talking about scamming and, and fucking and doing this and all this wild shit and robbing. You know, J. Cole not talking about the shit Pooh Shiesty talking about. You feel me? I mean, but, but I mean, at the same time, though, you really got to, even, even in that perspective, think about you know like mc light and queen queen latifah me and my grandma was just talking about queen latifah back in the day when she used to rap i i think i look at females like that like roxanne roxanne like 80s women female rappers you dig what i'm saying and it's just like they weren't talking about what's going on now and maybe i'm my mind is still kind of stuck in that and maybe i looked up to them growing up i really did but it's like, how can I really put this shit? How can I put it? It's just like me seeing them, I had so much respect for them. And now I don't have respect for the female rap game today. I don't give a fuck what's selling. I don't give a fuck what's going platinum. I don't give a fuck what's on. It's just a lot of shit that I don't I don't have respect for. And, and maybe that's just me. 
a lot of people call me bitter and like, damn, you don't like shit. You don't like nothing. Like, it's just like, I don't feel it. I mean, with that, I mean, Queen was, but you got to think about it though at the same time. Queen was season, like, came from a totally different era. Like, maybe I'm just stuck in that era. era. You're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Queen was season, and MC Light came from a totally different era. Like, it's funny too that we even talk about Queen was season. I was just listening to a song um, like, like 10 or 15 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. You know, when you hear that, yeah, T.Y., yep. Right. But the thing, that's what, that's what I say. But, but, yo, Xavier, that's what I say about it. It's, it's like bittersweet because back in the day, you ain't want to be called a bitch. You get what I'm saying? Now, you know, people like... They just like call me a bitch, call me a slut. You understand what I'm saying? But it, like I said, times has changed, but it's just, it's kind of heartbreaking because it's like we went from this, we went from that to this. That's all I'm saying. I have no, I have no problem with it, but it's just certain shit that I just, I can't fuck with it. I just can't deal with it. It's, I don't know. I don't know, man. I get what you're saying. I get what everybody else saying too. I mean, if you really want to look at it at the same perspective, in the 90s, you had the little Kims, and you had, I mean, you had the MC Lights and the Queen Latifah, but then you had the, you know, you had the Foxy Browns and the little Kims. They was doing it different now. Yeah, they was, I mean, they had their flow, but they were still talking textual like your Nicki Minaj's and your Cardi B's and your Megan Thee Stallion's are doing today. Yeah. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. So the only, the only downside is that you don't, you, you're not hearing uh, a Queen Latifah comparison or an MC Light comparison nowadays. But if you're looking for a comparison, you got to go fishing for it. Yeah. You're not going to see it on mainstream. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Which it, is unfortunate. There's no comparison. There's more, there's more, yeah, there's, there's really not. There's none. Like, it can't be. But there's no, you, you really, you're not going to be able to find nothing like that, which is unfortunate. But um, again, it's it really all about um you know what's really going to fit bringing the most money out of me it's not even about you know what message am i really trying to push i mean of course they may do a little something here and there and everybody gonna hop on the bandwagon right um because they already fans but I mean, aside from that, it's, um, it's, a, it's a sad. It's really um, sad. Maybe, maybe I'm just, maybe I can, I'm not, I, well, I'm not comparing it, but maybe I don't really fuck with today's rap, me, female rap music because like you said, it's really no message. Like MC's Light, uh, what is it? Uh, Georgie, you know that song uh, by MC Light? Yeah, I think I heard it before. Yeah, hold on, let me see. It's, it's, it, it, she's telling a story about a young man who's really like out there in the streets. Like they tell stories though. Like the day we, they don't tell stories anymore. I like storytelling. That's why I love New York hip hop and West Coast hip hop as well. But it's just like, I like when people storytell. I like to get a, um, like a, a, a story up out of it. And like, damn, I, I can learn from it. Not just bob my head to it. But like I said, today is just really twerking music. Today is twerking music. Poor Georgie. Yeah, that's what it's called. Poor Georgie. Yep. 
then like also you got also you know you got to touch on the rappers like the brat too like you don't see that many female rappers like her no you don't the brat was something different i i fuck with the brat actually i really do i like the brat Yeah, I get what you're saying too, but like like I said too, it's just like it's it's boring to me. It's watered down to me, and that's gonna always be my opinion. Excuse me, until I until some other shit come out or I hear some shit. That's why I'm always I'm always dropping something. But now I just really fell back with a lot of my music and just a lot of shit. Period. It's just like I'd rather not. I'd rather be doing my podcast or just talking about it. Um, in a sense of trying to, you know put out this every I mean everybody wanna rap now and <laughs> you know that females and dudes. Now that's one thing I'm honestly proud of. Mm-hmm. It's like if it ain't if it ain't a if it ain't a model trying to rap, a stripper trying, trying to rap. rap. And I'm not saying I'm not yeah and my thing is I'm not knocking I'm not knocking We're not gonna knock it. We're not knocking it. We just talking. You know whoever take it how they take it, that's how they take it. Yeah, yeah. I, you know what? Shout out to uh, shout out to the Vangos. I do watch them on Insta- on uh, on YouTube though. Is she light skin? I mean, yeah, they Wow. Because you know we live in a world where colorism is fucking real. Colorism is a real thing when it comes to the rap game. Mainly female rappers. And I feel, you know, I feel like the, the girl Koi Ray. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Actually, now that I think about it, you might Yeah. girl london what's her name london lady london yeah i fuck with lady london i fuck with lady london the hard way um and amaretta as well i fuck with amaretta and i fuck with lady london as well 
but I don't. I'm not really too sure about the uh, the young lady that you're talking about uh, that compares to light skin Keisha. Yeah, I, most, most, most of the females, you gotta think about a Cardi B negative value. Light skin, I feel like if they're supposed to be, they would Fuck no. Fuck no. Of course not. If Cardi B was uh, Bernice complexion, she wouldn't be as big as she is. And that's just what it is. If she wasn't Spanish, let me just put it like that, she wouldn't be big as she is. And I'm going to just put it like that. And yes, people, so whoever listen to this... Uh, they make it for uh, what you say? What you say? That is fucking ridiculous. Selena, she had class. I'm sorry. She wasn't tongue kissing other bitches in the video. That's what you get what I'm saying. So people, that's why I say people make people try to compare with you to legendary status. Like these, I don't feel like these bitches is legendary to me. And that's just what it is. They making they they making noise though. And that's that they making noise and they making money. But far as legendary, I don't think so. Just another day. just another day she's really rapping about new york and what she's witnessing in new york like her her random her normal day coming up in new york city just another day da, 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 just another day around the way that's what i be saying though like females the day they not rapping about that shit and it be pissing me off because it's like i want to hear some real shit this moet hitting me fuck i hate that shit but no for real i hate that shit i hate when i be drinking and drinking and drinking and then this shit just like punch me in my motherfucking face i hate that shit but um i fuck with that i fuck with the queen though shout out to queen latifah man 
Man, what was I about to say? How you feel about the vaccination though? But no, I want to say thank you for joining me today. Really, I be look, man. I be doing this shit by myself in my crib. You understand what I'm saying? Just doing recording podcasts. I got so many podcasts um, ready to drop and shit. But I'm just thankful that you coming. Out. I'm like, Nick, you need to be my motherfucking co-host. Get you some headphones and a motherfucking microphone. For real. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, shit. If we we could do it. I would. Shit. You know. The Wendy Williams show. Shout out to Wendy Williams. I like Wendy Wendy Williams, uh, the experience. I like her old show back from uh, 2005 to 2006. I didn't know Charlemagne was her co-host. I did not know that. Well, I think you got to think about Charlemagne, but totally different back Exactly. Shout out to the God, though. Yeah, shout out to the God, though. But but not, you know what, Charlemagne, if you do hear this, it was fucked up how you made little mama cry. I ain't like that shit. I'm sorry. I ain't like how you made Lil Mama cry. Shout out to Lil Mama, though. I fuck with Lil Mama. Lil Mama, they be sleeping on Lil Mama. I don't know why. Oh, man. They, they still haven't stopped with the Bow Wow comparison. Exactly. Oh. They be sleeping on Lil Mama, though. She just did her, um, what freestyle she did? One of them freestyles she did. Uh, the June Bug free. I don't know. Shit. This new shit. I don't know what they did. But, um. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty certain Outside of people doing the dragon, bug sound. Oh like, my god! Dang. <laughs> I see. I see. I think I seen uh, Young Ass May do it one time. I just seen like her video. Her, she was born on the same day as me. She April third, like me. Oh, that's what. Yeah, she April third, like me. I fuck with Emma though. Yeah. I like her. Yeah, I just found out. I just found out last week that. You April 5th, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. You know what? That was my best friend's birthday. Rest in peace to Markel Norman Ross. He was murdered on his way to school in Capitol, um, I think it was Capitol Heights, I think, or Capitol Hill, one of them. And uh, he was 17 years old. I think he was 18. And he was murdered by a 20-year-old, and he wanted his shoes, and he was on his way to school. And uh, I guess he would clock Markel every day. You know, he would clock his uh, his his root, his morning routine, and you know, he shot him in the chest, I believe. And um, he died on the side of the road. And it was in 2012, September 2000. I think it was September 9th or 11th, if I believe. And I remember seeing Markel's brother um, on the on the news, and then he just kept saying, "Damn, I wish it was me. I wish it was me." Yep. But Markel, his birthday was April 5th, and that's why me and him we really couldn't. We couldn't really be anything because we were so alike. You get what I'm saying? You know us Aries, man. We just so alike and shit. But um, that was exactly his birthday. Rest in peace to Markel. He ain't even make it to see his 21st birthday. Shit is crazy, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. Shoes, man. I'm telling you. Over shoes. Like. <laughs> so. Don't even. Your next, your next book. What, what do you feel as though, like, what do you think it'd be about? Like, what do you? I, I mean, you want. I still need to. Honestly, I still need to uh, work on the one I got going on right now. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you. Writer's block. It's a bitch. It's a bitch ass motherfucker. Yeah, cause 
when you get this like you get the full writing mm-hmm. you just keep on going with it and you just you go non-stop then you hit that wall and it's like it's like bigger than the great wall of time you're like am i ever gonna get over this mm-hmm. you like, but you know, i i say like, and i and i've been I, i've been at a standstill with it that's the thing because i literally just hit that point where um I think it's the fact that, like, I'm trying to put, like, so much detail in all of these characters, and I wanted them to all have a personality, mm-hmm. and I wanted, you know, some, I wanted whoever to read it that, you know, they, they, they feel this person, they feel like they're that person when, you know, that person is the main focal point, you get what I'm saying, so, um, with that, it's just trying to figure out how to keep on progressing the story without it, um, like it was rushed or um, just pretty much the well, same thing like we put uh, together you know what I mean Cause mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't want that I want somebody to know that like look mm-hmm. just took some I did just throw it together and just throw a couple of ideas in the hat mm-hmm. um, okay, I'm gonna just write this and if it blows it blows up it doesn't and it's just going back you know it's just going back to the drawing board pretty much right what I can honestly say though and from from my point of view and you know me being a writer as well you being a writer as well i can say that when we do have that writer's block and when we get over that writer's block it's a bitch it's it's on like it's on from there we're just gonna be writing and writing and writing like it's non-stop it's non-stop i believe so yeah You can't stop. Back to back because it's like, because sometimes it'd be a dick and it's like, oh, I, I like you because you be reading it and be like, oh, I like the way I articulated that. Oh, I'm nice with it. Let me keep going. Facts. Facts. Like, Facts. That's how, that's how I be sometimes. It's like, like a drug. And it don't even be no ABC one, two, three type shit. It be, it be, it be intricate. Right. You feel me? It be intricate and it be shit like, dang. But, um. This is shit, man. I'm telling you. Let's see. Do you have anything else to touch on with female rap or just rap in general? It doesn't even have to be female rap. Do you? How do you feel about female rap today? Like, who are your who are your main listeners today? Like, your main artists? If I would have to, if I would have to throw anybody on my list, mm-hmm. because I'm gonna keep it a fuck. I'm not even gonna hold you. That's what we do. Today. That's what we do on Talk to Pharrelli. We keep that shit a hundred. So I want you to do the same. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep it a bug. I really don't even. I don't have any female rappers on my list. Mm-hmm. Like we talk about old school and the four point Of course, me too. A little bit of a little bit of like Of course, Kim all day. Little Kim all day for me. I'm sorry. I mean, I, I, can, I can go back, you know, back and forth with those kids, but I would have to be in the mood to listen to her. But, I mean, it's just, I, I just can't, I just really, I can't. I'll listen to her. I'm you want to talk R&B. That's a different topic. That's a different topic, and that's, some, that's another episode as well, because we're going to get into that. 
we gonna get into that. I love R and B. I love. I listen to R and B more than I listen to rap. That's facts. Well, that's you. I I listen to rap all day, every day. I probably listen to one artist for like three months straight. <laughs> See, and I'm listening to '60s and '70s and '80s music. Keep sweat type shit. Dale Phonics type shit. Uh, oh, nah, you taking it back. I, that's what I'm saying. I love R&B. I love R&B. I'm sorry. I cannot help it. Let me see. I love R&B because the type of person I am, I'm a very outspoken, hot person. I'm a spicy person. You feel me? So I need some shit that'll calm me down. And you know how Aries can get. I was talking to my grandmother today. And she was like, okay, you about to head out, so just calm down. She was like, I feel your energy through the phone. Because we was talking about the George Floyd situation, you know? Rest in peace to George Floyd. Yeah. Matter of fact, hold on, Xavier. Moment of silence for George Floyd. Still a moment of silence for that brother. Rest in peace to George Floyd. That's all I can say. He was he was murdered and you know, he was murdered literally on camera and they have a trial for that man. And it's fucked up. It's fucked up. But the sad part about it that I don't understand is how you need like like you need you need to go to trial to see to to find like pretty much get more proof. That he was murdered. Exactly. They trying to talk about it was drugs and he was on this. Like my grandmother said, they do any, they would do anything to get that cat off that officer's back. They would do anything to get that monkey off that officer's back. They gonna say and do anything to get to get that officer free. And the only reason why they got that shit they doing the trial is because it was caught on camera. Say if nobody had their cameras out, he just would have been a dead nigga. That's it. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if this is a bad thing to say, but me personally, I don't know if it's true or not. But if I'm not mistaken, ain't the family take that settlement money? I'm not even sure because I haven't even been tuning in the trial. Like, I don't even want to watch the trial. They just now releasing statements think, and think, releasing videos and shit for the for this whole situation. Sure not, but I think it's something. I think it's something where they were talking about the family already accepted the uh, settlement money. Exactly. I don't I heard of that too. I don't know if they took the settlement money. I'm not sure. But I know um I had seen something like that as well. But I haven't been keeping. Have you been keeping up with the trial? Nah, uh, I mean not really. I mean I've seen pieces about it here and there. I think the last thing I saw was when they were calling uh, witnesses to the stand, and then they had like the doctors and all that they called to the stand. But that was the last bit I've seen. I, mean, I, ain't, I haven't seen much of it. I was on Good Morning Washington. Um, I mean Good Morning America YouTube channel. And I left a real heartfelt comment because I was reading the comments and it's just like, damn, everybody's so concerned about the cashier. Like, 
why are you so concerned about the cashier? He still got his life. I just feel like if the cashier would have never doubled back and was so fucking pressed over that $20 bill, George would have still been breathing. He still would have been living today. And that's how I feel about it. Because it was the cashier, really, who doubled back and was like, hey, this is a fake $20 bill. And then they that's when they called the police from there. Which was fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. How do you even know off the brick if a twenty dollar bill is fake? Like you look, and then like, cause actually I've been in situations like that for real. Like I've been, I've been. Son, I used a fake twenty dollar bill before, back in twenty fifteen. I used a fake twenty dollar bill before, but I didn't know it was fake. So I know how that shit could have played out, or how you know it it didn't have to play out like that. But I've used I've used a fake twenty dollar bill before, and I didn't know it was fake. But I mean, my whole thing is, what makes somebody resort to just like, oh, you got a fake twenty dollar bill? Let me call the police on Right. Could have just been a simple, you know, this twenty dollar bill is fake, or they would have just wrote it off and been like, yeah, this shit not real, and they could have had a conversation like, it's not real. What do you mean? And then you like, I don't know, I don't know. I just think motherfuckers weird for real, man. Absolutely. Be, uh, uh, a damn hero. Absolutely. And you can tell in his face. Like, oh, I helped get this guy locked up. Like, no, oh, not a motherfucker dead. And the shit is on your hands because you could have just had this shit go a totally different way. We wouldn't even be concerned about it. Exactly. Exactly. I absolutely agree. Because the cashier, he was willing to, or some, I forgot how the shit went, but someone was willing to take the $20 out of their check and was like, you know what, just forget it. Okay, it's fake, but I'm willing to take it out of my check. But someone was like, you know what, nah, call the police, call the police. And I'm just like, wow. Wow. That shit, could, I feel like that whole situation could have escalated to something different. And it was crazy. That's when my grandma was saying, like, it took George Floyd's death to burn the cities down, to start rioting. You you get what I'm saying? Like, you dig what I'm saying? Like, it took his death when there's been plenty others. I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, we going, that, that, I really, it, it's really unfortunate. All, it I, all I need to say, you know, I, I mean, me personally, I think that we should have been marching down the street in the first place but mm-hmm. think about it like this we've been marching now think about it like this though keep this right when there was riots in baltimore there was riots and uh i believe what was it minnesota when mm-hmm. there was right when there was riots in, in la too did what i'm saying mm-hmm. yeah la too whenever black people get the march and talk about we want equality we want peace we don't have guns we don't have none of that crazy stuff. You see what I'm saying? They wanted the police want to get out there and riot shields and rubber pellets and shoot people in their face and pepper spray. You see, yeah, all that. Dogs. Like, like there's some celebrities who've been out there, you know what I'm saying, marching amongst the people. And there's been a few that got locked up, I believe, uh, what was it, YBN Court Day was marching. Mm-hmm. He got locked up one time. 
dig what I'm saying? But it's like when, these, when, 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 when the other people do it, it's okay. Like, just just prime example, what happened in D.C. back in January. Hmm. Seven days into the new year, and that happened. You're talking about the capital shit, right? Got locked up. Yeah, granted, people got locked up, but it's like, bro, that was, that was, that was us. That was people that was like me. One, one word. Like, nah, one word. <laughs> one word. This is what me and my grandma was just talking about. Privilege. Privilege, my brother. One word, privilege. And I feel like this is why I don't... I, I did want a therapist, and I wanted to go to therapy and, you know, mental health and get my mental health fixed. I'm like, nigga, all I needed was God. That's it. All I needed was God and stay away from hard drugs. Let me just put it like that, in toxic people. I feel like... Man, I don't care who take this the wrong way. White people can't relate. And that's just what it is. They can't relate to black people. They want to learn our culture. They want to dig deep and learn this about us. But they, at the end of the day, they can't relate. Because at the end of the day, we, not, we don't have privilege like they have. I just saw this white man get pulled over talking shit to LAPD. I mean, spitting at him and everything. If that would have been a, 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 a black person... His head would have been blown off on his steering wheel. And that's the reality that we wrestle with. But people don't really want to hear that shit, though. But it's one word, privilege. Exactly. Exactly. Damn. Fucking glass almost broke. Well, I mean, it's like, like, like. Like anybody would say, it's just really unfortunate. It is, but it's the reality that we wrestle with. (laughs) It's reality. I be trying to dig this shit shit deep into my nephew's brain, you know, because my nephew has autism. You understand what I'm saying? I try to dig this deep into him. Like, look, when you outside, it's not it's not a game. You got to be on your A game. You shouldn't even be having to tell. Shit, I tell my nephew, I tell um, tell my nephew, look, these police see you as the fucking villain, okay? These police want to kill you. My my grandma was just telling me about how he was playing in the the grocery store. And these two white men, they was in a, a health food store, sort of like Whole Foods, Trader Joe's, shit like that. So he was bent down trying to like you know, pop out on my grandma and scare, like, ah, you know, just scare or whatever. You know, like I said, at the end of the day, he has autism. So people may see him as, you know, a, a tall teenager, but his mind, his mindset is a, it's like a three, five-year-old. You feel what I'm saying? So it was these two uh, Caucasian guys, you know, just watching him. He was, they were literally watching him, like, what is he going to do? Like, what, what, what's going on? Like, should we call the police? Because he was crouching down trying to scare my grandma. And my grandma said, let's get up, let's get up, let's walk, you know, let's go. You can't be doing that in the store. And she was like, no, I was trying to scare you, grandma, I was trying to scare you. And so when they heard his voice and they, you know, saw how he interacted with my grandma, they just walked away like, oh, okay, like, you know, it's sad, but he was just oblivious to what they was going to do to him. Same thing with the police, you know, when they seen him or whatever. It was just, it's just sad, man. 
it's sad that I have to, you know, try to explain to my, my nephew, like, look, you can't be doing that out in public. You get what I'm saying? These people don't care if they you got a disability or not. They will shoot your ass and never ask a question later. It is. Look, ghetto is fucking. You know, I told my grandma, I was like, you know what, I can't do this again. She started laughing. I was like, I'm glad we got one time, one take Drake around this joint. Because it's like, it's not for me at all. It's too much going on. I believe in reincarnation. Of course. I feel like this is 3D. This is the fourth dimension is when we do pass on. This is 3D. That is why we can touch and, and move things and see things like this. It's 3D. That's another episode though. I don't want to get deep off of this moat. I swear to God, I don't. Oh Lord. But I really don't. The next thing that we need to touch on though, I just need a silent, silent moment of silence. RIP to the to the great, the legend. I swear to God, he was he was for the culture. That man was unapologetic. He was he was he was man. That man was different. Nah, they don't. They don't. DMX, he was he was he was one of my uh he was my mother's favorite. My mother loved DMX and she loved Tupac. Those was her her favorite two rappers, DMX and Tupac. Shout out to my mommy too. But um, shit, let's let's play some DMX right quick. Play some DMX, man. Rest in peace to DMX. This one of my favorite joints. I'm gonna play my favorite joint. You request your favorite joint. Rock out with me right quick. Rock out with me. Then we gonna wrap this motherfucker up. But. Make sure you check this joint out on Google Play, Spotify, and iTunes, and SoundCloud. SoundCloud is free. You know, all of them other ones is free, I named too, but SoundCloud is like a, the the main one that's in your face. Like, it's there. You get what I'm saying? It's easy access. Yeah. Let me play this joint. But um, I like that joint. Get at me, dog. No, I tell you one thing. That X gonna give it to you. That's that's my jam for sure. Matter of fact, let me just download that joint. Hold up. That's my mom's song. <laughs> she love that joint. Hold that up. Joint, come on, that joint be slapping. It do. It really do though. I, I just would have never thought, like, you know, DMX pulled to Michael Jackson. You know, Michael Jackson passed away when he was 50. Oh, behind 
Yeah, he pulled a Michael. I feel like he pulled a Michael Jackson because Michael had just turned 50 years old and he passed away. Um, that shit was crazy. I just feel like that's how I know I'm getting old as fuck because all of my childhood, everything from my childhood is just dying. Everything is gone. It's gone. All right, we're going to rock out. Yeah. And he was just, he was just, every time he talked, he was 
one of those people that you want he to was felt to, regardless of the exactly, he was felt of what he went through mm-hmm. or what he what he did all that negative shit that shit goes out the window what matters is his word and what you can take from him and try and apply that to your life yeah he always had something to say again that nigga was always somebody that you wanted to hear yeah from period. yeah period and I just feel like in 2021 that we can't even show love without being labeled as on dick. That's how I feel. And a lot of people, you know, uh, this one female was saying how we, a lot of people weren't listening to DMX in 2020. I'm like, well, that's you. I still listen to DMX. I listen to old school rap, period. I'm an old school rap connoisseur. You feel what I'm saying? I like old school rap and old school R&B. But I get what she was saying as well. But it's just like people love everybody loved X. I don't I don't get you know oh people gotta die for them to get their flowers or their roses. Like get the fuck out of here. People love DMX. People has always loved DMX. DMX told stories. He's for the culture. I mean when Belly released that shit was hot as fuck. My 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 brother he kept replaying that movie Belly. That's that's all he kept playing was Belly when it first came out. And that shit dropped when I was about like. Shit, probably when I was about like six or something, I believe. Like five or six. Like, stop let playing me, with let me, it. Let me, let me play advocate, right? You gotta think about it though. Whenever rap, whenever an artist um, or whoever that had some type of fame, whether it was once upon a time or whatever, whenever they had, they stuck just immediately stuck getting played, especially if they had a large following. Mm-hmm. Did you watch the interview, though, on The Breakfast Club? I think it was, like, 2018, I believe. I don't think he fell off, though. It was something with his label. It was his label that... that yeah, I, you know, that's why when Charlemagne asked him, he was like, was it drugs? Was it you falling off? Like, X was like, nigga, I never fell off. Like, it, it wasn't that. It was something with the label. Like, they wanted to push something else. Or he was saying they wanted to change, like, his image or some shit. Or they wanted just to do something that... Out of the norm. Let me just put it like that, which is crazy. But yeah, they wanted they were they wanted they wanted him to do what what, what they felt like was gonna yeah sell more uh, sell more and pretty much give them more money. Same thing with uh that's, with that's like a whole another another topic. Same thing with like Whitney Houston though. Like people were like, oh, she fell off when she was doing just being Bobby Brown or the show being Bobby Brown was uh, fucking up her career when really. Whitney was active during the 80s and the 90s. Like, she was at her peak. You know, early 2000s, she was chilling. 
And that, that's how I feel. Like she was chilling. But, um. Exactly. And Whitney Houston was a big artist. I'm certain she racked in a lot of dough to the point where she didn't, she didn't have to do much. I think Bobby Brown still offer some of that money too. Yeah. But the thing about it though, Bobby though, Bobby, everybody knew that Bobby was not the star. Whitney was the star and Bobby, he grew really jealous of her. I feel like that's a whole nother topic, but rest in peace to um, Whitney Houston. That's one of my favorite singers. That is my favorite singer, but everybody knew like Whitney was the star though. Like that, she was the star of the whole shit. Like you can see in old interviews, like when they be out and you know, like press conference and shit and like interviews, you can see it through it on his face. Like he was, he was jealous for real. Like after a new edition, Bob, he really wasn't shit for real. Not in my, not in my like opinion. Yeah, he had a couple of them, like a, a good album too. <clears throat> Excuse me, but he, you know, people knew him from 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 being married to Whitney, though. Know? I feel like for sure. But um, this sums it up for today, though. I swear to God, this was just a heartfelt. One on one, man. This was some real shit that we talked about. We've been talking for like an hour and like what eight minutes. Shit, this is still going. I feel I I really thank you for you calling in, like for real, seriously. Well, you, well, you know I'm always gonna come with the good energy, and the good vibes. Exactly. Exactly. Can you tell the people where to, where they can find your uh, two faces of fire again? Um, again, you can find it on Wattpad. If you can't find it on there, you can follow me on Instagram. Dodge your name is X Sigabelli. If you know you are Max Sigabelli, then it won't be too hard to find. My link is in the bio. Again, it's two faces of fire. And uh, check that out. Simple as that. You have it. Well, thank you so much, Xavier, for calling in and tapping in with me and with Talks with Ferrelli. And we will tapping again just call in with you know another topic another day man definitely definitely nice talking to you all right i'm gonna talk to you all right well you guys that sums it up for today if you enjoyed this episode be sure to subscribe and download this podcast so you will be notified when a new episode is posted Talks with Ferrelli is available on Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Be sure to review and share with friends and family. Thank you so much for listening and turning in. Um, you know, I've been off the Moet. I'm, my words are slurring, I swear to God, but I'm all good and I'm alive and I'm living. I'm feeling good. I hope every time you listen to Talks with Ferrelli, you're even inspired, motivated, moved, or just informed. Either way, I hope you enjoyed today. Always remember, if you dream it, you can be it. Fuck if they don't see it. Keep praying and believe it. Surely you will achieve it. Love you all to the fullest. Until next time. Rest in peace to DMX.